0: Welcome back to Supplication National Ministries, S-I-M, Opposite Conference Call Podcast. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can listen to this podcast at FM slash Opposite Conference after we are done. Um, We are also starting another podcast called 72 Nations Conference Call Podcast, and our next time will be... On June 19th, on Saturday at 9 a.m. Central Time. And you can find more information at um, Elvisageon.com. Amen. And that podcast will be uploaded to um, anchor.fm slash 72 nations. Hallelujah. And you can find more information at Elvisageon.com. If you would like to plant a seed and support our ministry, Make your checks payable to, to Supplication International Ministries and the memo rate donation. Mail it to Supplication International Ministries, PO box eight one three two Omaha, Nebraska, six eight one zero eight. You want to use the cash app, use the money sign and the S I M Omaha. And then if you want to use PayPal, PayPal dot slash S I M Omaha. Praise God. Well, Today, I just want to tell you that this is our last S.I.M. Um, Star conference called Pocket Ass. We started this in 2013. It was me, Elvis Iverson, and Ronnie Folkers. Amen. Hallelujah. And today we ended with Elvis Iverson and Errol Anderson. And we were both from North Dakota. Yes, North Dakota on the, on the eastern upper side. Amen. Um, praise the Lord. Both of us have walked with the Lord for a long time. Amen. I met Rodney Folkers, I remember I was meeting Rodney Folkers way back when I was like about sixteen years old. He is the first one that prophesied to me. Hallelujah. And and in time we will become um really good friends. And then in time we will become um, partners in ministry, Hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. And, um, hallelujah, but he, you know, he went to home a couple of years ago. He went home with the Lord, hallelujah. And then I prayed to God. I said, Lord God, who else? Can you send me somebody? Because I know there was a work to do. And God, all of a sudden, said, Errol Anderson. And Errol Anderson, and, and I, I didn't know, I couldn't find his number. I started research, searching for his number. I couldn't find him. So I called one of my friends in North Dakota and said, Can you find Errol Anderson? And after a couple of months, we found Errol Anderson. Praise God. And when I called his number, the Lord told Errol Anderson, Praise the Lord.
1: Yep, John.
0: Amen. Amen. The Lord told Errol Anderson to pick up the phone. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I've known him um, for about 20 years and I met him in Grand Forks. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I My own testimony is I came to know Jesus Christ, amen, when I was 10 years old. I was not born in a Christian family, but Christ intervened in my life, hallelujah. And then when I was um, 14, I heard the call to ministry. And then when I was 16, I started attending the Pentecostal church, hallelujah. And begin to walk with God. And in those 19, Jesus appeared to me, giving me a vision for my life and for my ministry and for my church and for Omaha. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. We're just waiting for a couple more people to come. So, amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, but, amen. So, um... And, um, glory to God, praise God. And, and I met Errol Anderson, um, you know, every time I run into him, he would speak a word to me, nice, encouraging word. Hallelujah. And, um, he's the burden Bush of North Dakota. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's, there's only a few bird bushes in North Dakota.
1: <laughs> it's very
0: cold up there. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord.
1: Amen. Um, Errol.
0: Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. To God be all the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, um, I just want to before we before we begin, we're just waiting for a couple seconds, a couple minutes, whatever. Um, but anyways, we're gonna phase up the um, this conference call for the other conference call that we that we just started mean arrow um for it's called 72 nations conference call podcast i i had a um a greenback um a couple of years ago and and i saw 72 nations and i saw um 72 leaders and and so and this is just my act of faith to begin to um
1: to obey that
0: in and then how and, and um, with this conference call, we have, like, um, um, a certain number of numbers, like about 70 numbers, um, different nations where people can call. So we're trying to – like, this conference call is, is more speakers. This uh, The other conference call will just be um, me and Errol. And those that have been part of this conference call will also um, help minister. We're just ministering to people that um, – you know that that will listen in different nations. Hallelujah, and so, and will we'll, most likely we may change the time from time to time, depending who who's calling in, to cater for to people in other nations. So praise 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 the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So um, glory to God. And um, another thing is before I before we begin, um, the Lord has um, He gave me um a couple of dreams. Um, about doing deliverance. And um and um, you know, I've been doing deliverance for a certain amount of years. there um, the first person I did deliverance was a young man. He was um um uh, somehow he got involved in the cult and and um he loved these demons in his life and um and they were just really wrecking his life and it's either that or we're going to have to take him to the mercy room or, 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 put him in psych ward or somewhere. Um, and so we had to do deliverance on him and it took, um, it took like, I think about three, four hours and, and, um, and see, the thing is, was um, we had to take out the, the spirit that was over that region that was working among these, these teenagers. There's a whole group of them that were involved in, in Satanism and And this demon will talk, and this demon had had this guy this is this this is a full possession um a full possession and um and and he was like trapped in, into some cave, and you know, like we will talk and you know, like we'll we'll tell that demon be quiet in Jesus name and then the guy will talk and all that i am down here, I can't get out of here, I'm trapped and all that and um hallelujah but 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 eventually um you know, in Satanism, they lead you to renounce um, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They lead you to renounce Jesus Christ. They do the opposite of the opposite. So we had to go and we do all that, and then and then finally we broke that spirit off him, and then and then we gave him communion. And so one thing is is um, a big aspect of of. This next phase of deliverance, of God's leading me, is they will do communion after I do deliverance. And and um, and so um, I I set up an, on my website at ElvisHavens.com. People can register for deliverance or healing, and then and then I reserve a a spot for them. So uh, we having deliverance and healing services. And so and and what I mean by reserving a spot is is only so many people I'm gonna do I'm gonna pray for that, that, that night. And and I, I like to flow by the word of knowledge and certain spirits. Okay, there's people that do a checklist and that's okay. Um I I'm gonna I pray certain prayers, demons come out and and then I go by the word of knowledge and the word tells me and they're set free. Okay. I cut right through it. I cut right through the um whatever. I just cut right through it, okay? And and um and people get set free. So I've I have ca- I have um I've cast a lot of demons and um and they don't like me. So um there's probably a, a section in hell where where the demons that 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 are there because of me. They're probably saying I should have never messed with Elvis. Okay. And that should be the goal of every Christian is is to have a whole bunch of demons said we should have never messed with that guy. And um you know, there is not <clears throat> there there is not um um deliverance everywhere, okay? You know, the thing is it has to be acceptable. You know, like I'm talking accessible. People need access to de- yeah. a place to get deliverance. And the problem is, you know, and then there's loopholes. Do you know there's people that charge like three hundred dollars There's there's people that charge like three hundred dollars for deliverance and all that, for deliverance session and all that. Well, I I charge nothing. I charge nothing. Amen. Jesus saved me. You know we didn't pay for our salvation. Amen. It says freely you receive, freely give. Hallelujah. And we're and we and and I I think that those people who charge for prophecy and deliverance are committing a sin. So, praise the Lord, Hallelujah, but anyways, people have to register, and I, they reserve a spot, and the only thing that I have a a note there is is that that if you don't show up, I mean I'll reserve another time for you because this is um there are people that when they're dealing with demons, sometimes those demons will discourage them from coming, and this will encourage them to come because they don't want to have that suffered no more, and so hallelujah. You can find that all at elvisize. praise the Lord hallelujah amen um I'm gonna pray a prayer um, Errol Anderson will speak tonight he um if you have a notebook no paper um, you know it's good to get get that out um and so um and then also can everyone um, Pick star six, except me and Errol. Star six, and that's um, star six, and so um, hallelujah, praise God. So Amen. I'm gonna pray, and then and then Errol's gonna take take it from here. He, he um, we're gonna go as long as he wants to go. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are the solution. You are the solution. The solution was the death, burial, and resurrection. Hallelujah. You solved the problems. And we are to preach that. We are to to point to that. Hallelujah. Praise God. You are the answer, God. Oh, we pray that the fire of God come upon us tonight. Awaken us, oh God, to the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. Awaken us to the power of God, to the fire of God, to the wine of God, to the gifts of the Spirit in Jesus' name. Lord, awaken us to, to the glory of God and revival in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord God, I pray, Lord, let multitudes of breakthroughs come into our life in the name of Jesus Christ. Activate the realm of the angels in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God. I sprinkle the blood of Jesus Christ. I sprinkle the blood of Jesus Christ upon our ears, upon our mind, upon our conscience. Oh, God, as as we um, hear, oh, God, as we receive in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name,
1: amen. Amen, Errol. It's your turn. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are the great I am. Before Abraham was, I am. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am the God, Lord God, Jehovah, Rapha, Jehovah, Jireh, Jehovah, Nisi, Jehovah, Shema, Jehovah, Shalom, Jehovah, Roihi, Jehovah, Setkenu, Jehovah, Mekidish. You're the great I am, and by this name you'll be known through every generation. You're the first and the last, the alpha and the omega, the alpha and the tau, the beginning and the end. Indeed, Lord, you have no beginning and you have no end. You're from everlasting to everlasting. We bless you, Lord. For with the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess in heaven, on earth, and under the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord. We commit this night unto you. We commit these words unto you, these words of truth, these words. Heaven and earth will pass away, but these words, your word, will never pass away. May we build our life on your word. May your blood cover us, wash over us, cleanse us. May the DNA of God run through our veins. In Jesus' name, we commit this night unto you for your glory. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. I'd like to take opportunity to thank Brother Iverson for allowing this platform to be used, going not only across this nation, but literally going around the world, touching people's lives. And with these podcasts, not only as they're doing live, but people can listen to them tomorrow or next month or next year or two years from now, whatever, and they're just as relevant then as what they are right now, touching lives and changing them, healing in Jesus' name. So I thank you, Brother Iverson, for uh, going through all of your endeavors of of putting these podcasts together and your uh computer knowledge of which I am uh very short of. So thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Quite a while ago Elvis had asked me if I would do something on on gifts of the spirit and uh I agreed. I think that there's sometimes some things that are just kind of misunderstood, and I'm not really going to be going into how the gifts work, except for the fact that the gifts are all from God, and they all work by grace. And so I'm going to be talking on the gifts of God, the spiritual gifts. And in the, in the Greek, there's seven different words that are used for gifts, and uh, five of them are kind of all interrelated. They're derivatives of one another. They're connected with one another. And they're not, this makes a whole lot of difference for you, but the five words are Doron, Doria, Dorima, Doma, and Dosis. And then there's another word, Charisma, of which we're going to be looking at all of those tonight. There's another word called Marismos. And we're not going to be touching on that one at all tonight. That that's uh, important, but it's not. It's irrelevant for tonight. But if we look at James one seventeen, James one seventeen, what Elvis had said requested earlier. As I hope you have your paper and pencil, and uh, jot these down because we're going to be going through a flurry, a lot of scriptures tonight, which is just common for me to do. And uh, uh, we're going to be really uh, hitting on this in a unique way tonight. In James 1.17, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. This every good gift and perfect gift, the, both these words, gift, in James one seventeen is doses, but the thing is, is that these are all related. They're all gifts from God. They all they all come down from heaven. They all come from Him, every one of them, and they all operate and are given by grace and operate by grace and hopefully all through love, Amen. So we're just going to kind of look at the at this tonight and uh spiritual gifts and the gifts of God tomorrow is May 17th is Shavuot with, which is the Jewish uh a lot of people celebrate it as a Jewish Pentecost for us next Sunday the 23rd of May is Pentecost Sunday. And that's the beginning of the church, the celebration, the ecclesia, when the Holy Ghost was poured out in Jerusalem. 120 disciples were ignited with cloven tongues of fire and became inebriated and drunk in the Holy Ghost. And hopefully tonight, you'll all drink tonight. The church started with a manifestation of the power of God to radically change people's lives with the gifts of the Spirit. If you go with me to Acts chapter 2, we're just going to start here. I'm not going to spend a long time on this portion, but we're going to read the first 18 verses anyway. Acts chapter 2, starting in uh, verse 1, and I'll be reading out of the New King James Version. Now when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them divided tongues of fire. One sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I was in a meeting in Manaus, Brazil, where we had the sound of a mighty rushing wind, and uh, the whole place was filled with the presence and the glory of God. It was awesome. It was life-changing. Verse 5, now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, and when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phydria and Pimphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others, mocking, said, they are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God that i will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see visions your old men shall dream dreams and on my maid servants and on my ma- ma- uh, on my men servants and on my maid servants i will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy i have a vat of new wine Tonight, there's a vat of new wine. And the label on it is fire in my bones, or the fire of God's love. And the drinks are are free. You can have as much as you want. The free on the house, the house of the Lord. So I just encourage you to drink. If you've never been drunk, in the Holy Ghost, then you've never really been filled with the Holy Ghost. Because this is what the word of the Lord says, that they were drunk, but not on wine of the world, but they were drunk on the new wine of the Holy Ghost. There's a vat full of new wine. Take another drink. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to look at this a little bit more. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. <clears throat> Starting in verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. There's a translations. Uh, the Passion Translation says, I don't want you to be confused. The New King James says, I don't want you to be ignorant. There's other translations that says, I don't want you to be stupid. (laughs) But it seems that so much of the body of Christ is ignorant, or they're stupid, or they're confused about the gifts of the Spirit, about spiritual gifts. And Paul is writing to the Corinthians here to try to get them to understand. And they don't have to be that way. So let's, uh, let's continue reading. I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you, were gent- that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Ghost. Verse 4. Five and six. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are diver- differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diff- diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all and in all. I hope you take another drink. Passion translation. It's the only time I'm going to read anything out of the Passion tonight. Is uh, I'm going to read verses uh, three through six out of the Passion. Therefore, I want to report to you an understanding of the following. No one speaking by the Spirit of God would ever say Jesus is the accursed one. No one can say Jesus is the Lord Yahweh unless the Holy Spirit is speaking through him. It is the same Holy Spirit who continues to distribute many different varieties of gifts. The Lord Yahweh is one and he is the one who apportions to believers different varieties of ministries. The same God distributes different kinds of miracles that accomplish different results through each believer's gift and ministry as he energizes and activates them. I thought the uh, passion had something that drew out that very few other uh, translations do, that the Lord Yahweh is one. When we look at Deuteronomy 6 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And that's what the Aramaic, which is what uh, the Passion Translation primarily uh, pulls from, is the Aramaic uh, translation, or the Aramaic manuscripts, that the Lord Yahweh is one. So let's just take another drink. He says, in, he says in uh, verse 4 there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit there are differences of ministries but the same Lord there are different diversities of activities but it is the same God who works all and in all So whose Lord Well Luke 2:11 says for there is born unto you this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. So when I think about the Lord, it's Jesus Christ. Who is the Lord? <clears throat> if we look at <clears throat> if we look at Second Corinthians chapter three verse seventeen. 2 Corinthians three verse seventeen says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty let's see the Lord is Jesus Christ the Lord who is the Lord 2 Corinthians three seventeen says now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there's liberty freedom sort to flow in the gifts of the spirit of God freely there can be no quenching or grieving of the spirit of God we've got to let freedom flow and it seems that in many Church structures, there's a limiting of the Holy One of Israel, and many of them major on grieving and quenching the Spirit of God rather than allowing the freedom of the Lord to flow. Again, Deuteronomy 6.4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So when I think about the Lord God is one, it brings me back into John four twenty four, says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Let's see, God is holy. God is spirit. God is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. To me, it's the same spirit, the same Lord, the same God, it doesn't matter. I've been in, I've been in uh, congregations where they said that the Spirit gives three gifts, the Lord gives three different other gifts, and God gives three other different gifts. But they're all the same. It's the same Spirit, the same Lord, the same God. They're all one and the same. This Lord God is one. And so just keep drinking. It's called fire water. Just keep drinking. Just keep drinking. We're going to get there. Just keep drinking. You'll get it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 11. <clears throat> but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings. Notice that's plural in both contexts. Gifts with an S and healings with an S. Gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So who works all these giftings? It's the Spirit. Who wills them? It's the Spirit. Just keep, just keep drinking. Just take another drink. Just keep drinking. Just keep another drink going all the time. They're free. Let's take verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. There we go. Drink, 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 drink. We've all been made to drink into one spirit. Drink, 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 drink. drink who? For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. So he's stressing here, the Holy Ghost, speaking through Paul, anointed, is stressing the oneness of the body. There's many members, but there's many giftings. And we just got to keep on drinking. And when he's talking about all baptized into one body, he's not talking about water baptism. He's talking about being baptized into Christ. Let's go, drop down to verse 18. But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Now, who set the members in? Well, it was God. Now, is the one who pleases the same? as the one who wills? Because back here in verse 11, it says, the one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills, as the Spirit wills, as he wills. But now verse 18, it says, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. So is the one who pleases the same as the one who wills? Just take another drink. Just take another drink, we're all drinking of the same spirit. Let's drop down to verse twenty four. But our present but our presentable parts have no need, but God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. So who composed the body? Well, it's God, but it's the Spirit who sets it, works all these things and distributes everything according as the Spirit wills. So the Lord our God is one. Hallelujah. The Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God is holy. God is Spirit. God is the Holy Spirit. It's just keep drinking, just keep drinking. We're going to keep on pressing in here. So let's go down to verse 24. But God composed the body having given greater honor to that which it lacks. Now verse uh, 28. And God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and after that miracles and gifts of healings, helps, administration, varieties of tongues. See, what's going on here is a lot of times people have focused on nine charismatic, spiritual gifts of the spirit and they and they just focus on well there's only nine gifts of the spirit and they just keep talking about the nine spiritual gifts of the spirit the charisma gifts of the spirit we've got the three power gifts we have three revelation gifts we have three utterance gifts and they're the, known as the chrismata the chris the charismatic gifts but Romans 6:23 says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the charisma of God, it's the same word, is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God, the gift of God, the charisma of God, it's the same word that's being used here in the gifts of the Spirit. It's the same word. So when we look at eternal life in in Christ Jesus, that's also a charismatic gift. Because it's the exact same word that's being used. Hallelujah. So we now we no longer have just nine gifts. But we're looking at 14 gifts in verse 28. We've got 14 gifts. And what Paul is doing here, by the Holy Ghost, he's beginning to mix the mixing of the charismatic gifts with the Doma gifts, the D-O-M-A gifts. We've got apostle is number 10, prophet number 11, teacher number 12, helps number 13, administrator number 14, and these are all called doma gifts. They're, uh, well, some of them are. The apostle, the prophet, and the teacher are called doma gifts. So, but Paul is, is, is uh, mixing them up here at this point. We no longer just have nine gifts. We've got 14 gifts that are now listed. And take another drink. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, <clears throat> starting in verse 8. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men. Now, this, this word gift here is doma. Okay, it's not chrisma. it's doma drop down to verse 11, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and some teachers. So this five-fold ministry is called Doma gifts, but yet Paul is mixing them up in the same uh, category, so to speak, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 in verse 28, and he's listing 14 gifts all in that chapter 12. And and now in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, we've got two more. We've got pastor, which is the only time that word is ever used in all of Scripture, but that's number 15, and we have evangelist, which is number 16. So at this point, we have 16 gifts that are all from God, every Good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Every gift is good. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Excuse me. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 5. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts... Paul is using the word charisma here. Charisma, the same word that's used in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses uh, 4 through 11. Same word. Having then charisma, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them in prophecy, and let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering he who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So here we have all of these gifts are given by God. Paul lists here, again, that these are all listed as charisma gifts, charismatic gifts, and he's got Ministry listed, number 17, and we, when we think about ministry, we can think about, well, there's people that have hospital ministries and prison ministries and nursing home ministries and home visitation ministries, and it can go on and on. Clothing ministries and feeding the poor. Those are ministries. Well, those, those are uh, ministries that, that's, again, a charismatic ministry. Exhortation is number 18. Giving is number 19. If you want, and we're not going to go there, but if you want to expand on on giving, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, and you'll expand your understanding of giving, and that's a charismatic gift. Giving is a charismatic gift. Leading is number 20. Mercy is number 21. If we drop down to verse, uh, what is it, verse 14 here, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Oh, I'm sorry. Go to 13. Distribute, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Hospitality is another charismatic gift. Hospitality is number 22. Number 22 of the charismatic gifts. Again, every perfect gift. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Let's go to verse 14, and we'll take it to the end of the chapter here. uh, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not Be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to vengeance, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy hungers, feed him. We overcome evil with good. If he thirsts, give him a drink. We overcome evil with good. For in do so and so in do, for in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. There's, there's people that have been involved in what we call charismatic witchcraft by praying this, thinking that they're praying harm on the people with the intention to do harm on the people with that last verse, for in so doing you will heap coals of fire on his head. It's like Jesus turning to James and John when they wanted to call fire down from heaven on those people. And Jesus said, you know what, you do not know what spirit you are. If you turn to what verse 20 is actually saying, it's a blessing. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on their head. What that means is that people's campfires, their home fires would go out and they would go to their neighbors or they would go down the street to whoever it was and say, look, our fire went out. Can we borrow some coals of fire from you so we can get our fire going because we're freezing in our house or we can't cook in our house? And they would say, of course, you can take some of our coals to start it. It was a blessing. And so, therefore, we overcome evil by, with good. We overcome evil with, with good. There's people that I've known that have used this verse, and they're hoping that it would cause judgment of God to fall on people. That'll fix them. And that's wrong. This is a blessing. It's not a cursing. Keep on drinking, okay? Just keep drinking, just keep drinking, just keep drinking. We're going to get to some more good stuff here. Acts chapter 13. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 13, verses 2 and 3. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Now, the word apostle means sent out. Paul and Barnabas had not become apostles until this point. At this point, when the church at Antioch had fasted and prayed, and the Holy Ghost said, quote, If you remember your English studies way back in grade school and high school, anytime there's a quotation, it's because you heard the person. This isn't some still small voice speaking in somebody's heart. This is an audible voice of God coming. And the audible voice of God said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And then having fasted and prayed, if we can say some more, and laid hands on them, they sent him away. So at this point, Paul became an apostle. It was a gift. But he started his missionary journeys now. Take another drink. A missionary is uniquely different than an apostle. Get a load of this now. Listen closely. All missionaries are apostles, but not all apostles are missionaries. Okay? A missionary is a very unique and different gift than just an apostle. A missionary has to incorporate everything. A missionary has to incorporate—they're out there usually all by themselves— they have to incorporate every gift. They have to incorporate everything, administration. They have to incorporate, they have to be able to teach and to preach and to cast out devils and to heal the sick. And to ra- they have to do everything. And, and they're out there usually by themselves, breaking new ground in the area where people have never gone before. Let's go to 1 Timothy. First Timothy chapter 3, this is a faithful saying, if a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. So this missionary is number 23, that's a, that's a gift. Bishop is number 24, we're looking at 24 gifts of the Spirit right now. Take another drink, take another drink. The drinks are free on the house. We all drink by the same spirit. Take another drink. Bishop is is number 24. So we have apostle, missionary, and bishop, and they're all very, very closely related, but a missionary incorporates all, or maybe I should say a missionary should incorporate all of them. And so when we're we're looking at this uh, giftings of God, this gifting of of the Spirit, it's all by grace. It's all by the Father of Lights. It's all by the Spirit. It's all by the Lord's choosing. It's all by their hand upon us. So let's go to First Corinthians chapter three, uh, chapter thirteen. 1 Corinthians chapter thirteen. First three verses. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become as a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And verse three is what I want to get to here. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, But have not love, it profits me nothing. And though I give my body to be burned, that's martyrdom. Martyrdom is a gift. Martyrdom is number 25. Now, you don't have to label these the same, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, you don't have to put them in the same... Uh, chronological order as I'm putting them in, but in, in for tonight, that's just how this is falling together. Martyrdom is number 25. It's a gift. And when we think about martyrdom, you know, Acts chapter 1-8, Jesus said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem. That word witness, I don't know... I've struggled with this for a long time. Why would, they, why would they translate this witness? This word is martyr. This word is, is, is martyr. You shall be my martyrs to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And I've always wondered, why would the translators put witnesses instead of martyrs there? And as I fasted and prayed, and and I would have to say this is over a period of many years, the Lord finally spoke to me. And he said, the reason they put witnesses there is because most people, when they read this scripture, they all want to be witnesses. And so they come forward to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If they would have translated it martyrs, it would have scared off 99% of the people because there's no way that people want to become a martyr. But this is, martyrdom is a gift. And can I say this also, that martyrdom, God recognizes martyrdom in Revelation chapter 6 and in following chapters of, of Revelation. He recognizes martyrs in the most unique, honor of anybody in the heavenly realm he gives a special recognition for them it's like the you know in, in the army the purple star somebody gets injured they get the purple star and they get the medal of honor uh, medal of, of uh, honor or whatever but the purple star you have to you have to be injured to get that well this is kind of like the purple star of heaven Martyrs receive a very special recognition from God. It's the most incredible honor in the history of mankind for you or for me to die as a martyr for Christ. Not to die for any reason other than that, but to die for Christ as a martyr for Christ, as a witness to Christ. It's the greatest recognition. It's the greatest honor in the history of the world. So just take another drink. Matthew chapter 10. Take another drink. Drinks are free. Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. Jesus said, as you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, verse 8, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, Cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. Freely you have received, freely give. Again, all of these gifts are are by grace. We can't earn them. We can't do anything to receive them except to be humble to receive. We can ask for them. When he said anybody who desires a position of a bishop desires a good thing, we can desire spiritual gifts. That's what he says in First Corinthians 14. Desire spiritual gifts. We can desire spiritual gifts, and the desire in our heart is the thing that God has stirred within us. It is he who works in you both to do and to will for his good pleasure. And so in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, he's talking about raising of the dead. That's number 26. Casting out devils, that's number 27. Cleansing lepers, that's number 28. See, when we're looking at gifts of healings, gifts of healings, that's plural in both in both terminologies. Jesus said, heal the sick here in verse 8. But then he goes on and he said, Raise the dead, cast out devils, and, and cleanse a leper. Well, if that was just all underneath healing the sick, he wouldn't have had to go all along and say, Raise the dead, cast out devils, and heal and, and cleanse a leper. But he said, Heal the sick. So that's the gifts of healing there. But now he's adding raising the dead, casting out devils, and cleansing lepers. There's three more gifts that are listed. And he wouldn't have had to add those if they were all included under just healing of the sick. So at this point, we've got 28 gifts of the Spirit, 28 gifts of God, 28 gifts of the Lord that have been given to the body of Christ. And we can operate in any and all of them. It's where is your desire? What is your desire? If you want to, if, if you desire to prophesy, you can prophesy, but you're going to probably have to find people that you that prophesy so you can draw alongside them, or the apostolic, or the evangelist, or whoever it is. When we think about the voice of healing back in the 1940s and 50s, it had Oral Roberts and Jack Coe and William Branham and. I uh, can't think of any other names right now, but there was more on there. But when when they were there, they were all kind of rubbing shoulders with each other. And they were all able to learn from each other. And that's how we can also do it also. God told Ezekiel to go prophesy to the mountains. Go prophesy to the trees. Go prophesy to the rivers. Go prophesy to the land. And sometimes all we want to do is just prophesy to each other. And uh, maybe we should be prophesying to, you know, enlarge our tent, enlarge our uh, stakes, that we can prophesy to far more things than, than what we have, and we can prophesy to more than just our best friends our little group that we hang around with all the time. So there's actually three more that I could go into. So there's a total of 31 that are listed in the scriptures, but I'm not even going to tell you about those three. I'm going to encourage you to find those three on your own because I've already come to 28, but I want to come back, take another drink. I want to come back. To one of the gifts and I want to perhaps it's one of the gifts that I know is the most probably misunderstood and I want to encourage and expand with you on four testimonies and this is this gift of tongues the gift of languages take another drink <clears throat> The gift of tongues is different, the gift of languages. Hallelujah. I could add more to this, but I'm just going to, put, I'm going to put four testimonies out here. So it's going to start with a man, an evangelist by the name of Tommy Hicks. He was an evangelist that here in the United States, he was relatively unknown. He was in the 1950s. He went to Argentina. He had these massive crusades of healings and outpourings of the Holy Ghost. And also, it, it, that was in Argentina. And as he became more known in Argentina, the Lord spoke to him to go to Russia. And so he went to Russia in the 1950s. And he was able to get all of these military leaders and, and uh, pull it. Pull it borough or what do you call these politicians these russian politicians together and they were in a huge stadium filled and as tommy hicks began to preach he had a russian translator that was from russia and he didn't know the translator he had to pick the translator up right there in russia and as he was preaching about 10 minutes into the preaching he he just felt that he was something was wrong and what this translator was doing is he was translating every time every time Tommy Hicks would say Jesus will heal you or Jesus will save you this russian translator would say stalin will heal you stalin will save you and after about 10 minutes of preaching Tommy Hicks felt there was something wrong, and he began to pray in tongues. And he began to pray in tongues, and pray in tongues, and pray in tongues, and and it began to rise louder and louder, and pretty soon the translator dropped his microphone and ran off the stage, and. Tommy Hicks just continued speaking in tongues, and pretty soon people came forward weeping and bowing down, and they were giving their lives to the Lord. The presence of the Lord came into that, into that uh, uh, stadium, and hundreds of these people got saved. And Tommy Hicks didn't have a translator. All he did, all he had was speaking in his language, his prayer language. And after it was over, he went looking for the translator. And he found the translator and he said, hey, what happened to you? How come you left? How come you ran off? And the translator said, because you said, you told me in perfect Russian, shut up and sit down. And he said, as soon as you said that, he said, I left and sat down. And you pre-, and, and the translator said, you preached in perfect Russian without a dialect, without uh, any kind of a, a known brogue or anything, you preached in perfect Russian, and everybody understood what you were saying. He said, you didn't need a translator. And so all Tommy Hicks was doing was speaking in tongues. So several years ago, I was in... Fargo. I was living in Fargo, North Dakota, and there's a church over in Moorhead. It's called Faith, Hope, Love Church, and uh, they would have these uh, missionaries come in every once in a while, and anytime time a congregation would have an advertisement for a missionary coming from, you know, some other country, I would try to go hear the missionary because Missionaries are real, most missionaries are real, and so this this apostle, this evangelist, was from India. His name was James santhosam James santhosam hard for me to even say it, but James was originally from India, and uh, he was he only knew one language Hindi, and he wanted to learn English language because he wanted to come to the United States and become a medical doctor. And so he was asking people how he could learn English over in India. And the people said, well, go find some American missionaries and listen to the American missionaries, but don't give heed to what they say, but just listen to learn the language. So he did, and for a long time he, he listened to him. And, but the message finally started giving conviction to him. And, and he went up to one of the missionaries one day and he said, uh, I want to talk to you in, in private. There's a cave outside of town. Could you meet me there in a couple days, like at 5 o'clock in the afternoon? And the missionary said, Yeah, I'll meet you there. And so this James sends Thossum. Now, James said this was his adopted American name. He said, if, if I told you what my Indian name was from India, he said, you, you Americans could never uh, pronounce it. So this is my adopted English name. So he said he waited in that cave and he waited and waited and waited. And wouldn't you know it, the missionary stood him up. And the missionary never showed up. And so James was about, he he was really frustrated. He stayed there a lot longer than what he should have. And he was going to get up and walk out. And in the cave door came a man. And James looked at him and said, Who are you? And the man said, I'm who you were looking for. And James said, well, you're not the missionary. And the man said, no, I'm Jesus. And you want to know about me? And so Jesus sat down and ministered to him, led him to himself, obviously. Jesus led James to himself, to Jesus. And James became an apostle a missionary, an evangelist, and now he was over here in Moorhead, Minnesota. His son was about 30 years old, and his son was translating for him. James still only spoke Hindi. He only knew one language. And his son was translating, and his son was married to an American girl here and he'd lived in Minneapolis. And so his son spoke perfect English and his son was translating for him for about 10 or 15 minutes. And then you know what God had the audacity to do? You know what? The Holy Ghost decided this is enough translating. And he wiped out, he took out James's son boom, he fell on the floor. James looked at him, and you know we were all kind of like, well, what's going on here and uh, James waited for about five minutes and and uh, nobody was real getting upset or anything, but finally, James started speaking to us in perfect English, absolutely perfect English. It sounded just like somebody from Fargo Moorhead area. There's no difference in its dialect. You could, you know, when you, we've all heard people that were from Germany or from France or from India or from Russia when they come over here to America and they speak English over here, we we always know that it's not their native language. We can always tell that, you know, they're not, you know, they might be speaking good, but but we know that it's not their native language anymore as if we go over there and try to speak theirs but all of a sudden James is speaking perfect English and he just continues his message and he says this has happened to me in 22 other nations of the world he said and he said I don't know what I'm speaking to you he said I'm just speaking in my prayer language and he said, but in his prayer language, he was speaking his prayer language, and we were hearing the entire message in absolute perfect English. So, in First Corinthians chapter twelve, in First Corinthians chapter twelve, he says this in verse ten: "To another, different kinds of tongues, or diverse." languages, different kinds of tongues. And then down into verse 30, he says, do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Well, when we read those, are all apostles? Well, no. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of the miracles? No. Do all have gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. So the answer to every one of those questions is no. And a lot of people because they speak by human wisdom and human knowledge rather than by the things of the Spirit of God, they just, they they automatically say, well, see there, that tells me that I don't have to speak in tongues. Not everybody speaks in tongues. So I don't speak in tongues, so therefore you can't force me to speak in tongues. You're absolutely right. I can't force anybody to speak in tongues. But we're... The problem comes is that in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For this promise is to you, and to your children, and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. See, There's two different types of tongues. This one in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39, 100% of the people in the body of Christ can have this. It's to you and to all who are far off. The only thing that's required is you have to repent, and then you can receive. This one is for 100% of the body of Christ. The one in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is the one that is spoken out in the middle of a congregation, usually during worship, and then somebody else interprets it. Sometimes that person interprets it, but usually it's, the, generally speaking, it's one person speaks in tongues and the other one interprets. That one is not everybody has that. But this one in Acts chapter 2, everybody can have. So there's two different types of tongues. So now we're looking at 32 gifts of the Spirit that that I find right here. James had gone into 22 different countries of the world. He only spoke Hindi, and he said this had happened to him 22 other times where he lost the translator, and he just went into speaking in other tongues. And as he was speaking in other tongues, The Holy Ghost automatically translated it so everybody in that congregation, wherever he was at, everybody in that country, wherever he was at, heard it in their own language. Take another drink. I was in Arroyo Grande, California, back in, uh, I believe it was 1998. Arroyo Grande, California. I was at Five Cities Vineyard, and they were. Recording a burn service, Vineyard Ministries was recording a worship album, and it was called a burn service. And while I was there, I met a vineyard pastor and his wife that were from Norway. I believe it was from Oslo, Norway. But he was over here in, in uh, California at that moment. And he was telling us that he was in prayer one day in in Norway and the Holy Ghost told him to go to Tibet and preach the gospel. And he said, I don't know anybody in Tibet. I don't know anybody. I I know absolutely no language. I don't know the language they speak. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And how many people have, you know, Moses was that way. I'm not a man of eloquent speech, you know. So God sent him Aaron. Well, a lot of us have this same thing. God tells us something, and we can make up all kinds of excuses. Well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But he was well enough discerning of the Spirit of God when the Spirit of God told him to go that he was going to go. So he told his wife, he said, we're going to Tibet, to this particular city. And she said, well, we don't know anybody there. He said, I know, but God's told us to go. So they packed up. They went to Tibet. I don't know what the name of the city was there. And they were in their motel room and uh, in prayer. And the Holy Ghost said, go out on the street and start praying in tongues. And so he went out, and at first he started going the, you know the, you know the the whisper. And the Holy Ghost said, "Be loud." And so he began to, in the middle of this city in Tibet, of which he had no idea, even what language they spoke, Tibetan, I suppose, but who knows. Right here in North America, we have over 975 different languages, so who knows how many different languages are in Tibet. He began to speak in tongues, and as he began to speak out loud in tongues, people began to come over to him and fall down in repentance. He saw the tears. He knew what they were going through, but he had no idea what he was saying. So take another drink. I'll come into my own testimony. I went three times with Randy Clark to Brazil, twice to Manaus with uh, Randy Clark and Global Awakening. And the second time I was there in Brazil, I was the head of the intercessory prayer team for Randy Clark there. And the particular church that we were at had a 17-story prayer tower. You had to walk all the way up. I mean, it was a spiral staircase, 17 stories high. There's no fans. There's no air conditioning. It was inside the building that you walked up, so it was hot. It was like 100 degrees outside and 120% humidity. It was that much greater inside that prayer tower. But where they had intercessory prayer was on top of it, on the rooftop. And so we could get, they would allow 22 people up there, so we had uh, approximately, you know, eight, ten people of uh, from Global Awakening there, and then the rest of them were from Brazil, from that church, and we were all up on top doing intercession at night. And the translator came up to me and he said, do you speak Portuguese? I said, no, I don't. And I asked their intercessor if he spoke English. And he said, no, he didn't. So we're up there for uh, about five hours and we're praying in tongues and we're, we're uh, declaring the glory of God to come down. We're, uh, we're into the presence of God up there. And about 11.30 at night comes along, and we decide, okay, it's time to uh, shut it down, and we'll go down into the main sanctuary to see what type of ministry is needed down there. And people began to go down, and I walked up to the Brazilian intercession intercessor, and I said, I thought you told me you didn't speak English. And he looks at me, he has no idea what I'm talking about. And the translator comes over, and I tell him. And the translator says, you know, translates that back to the intercessor, and the intercessor says, I don't know any English. I said, I heard you speaking in perfect English when we were in prayer about a half hour ago. I said, it was just crystal clear English. And he turned to me, and he said, I thought you said you didn't know Brazilian. He said, or Portuguese, which is the same thing. He said, "I heard you speaking in perfect Portuguese. See, it happened with me also. Just in our prayer language, it's a, our prayer language is a supernatural language. It doesn't matter where you go, whether it's in China or Russia. It doesn't matter if it's in the Congo. It doesn't matter if it's. It doesn't matter where you are. You start praying in your tongue." you start praying in the Holy Ghost and you just keep praying in the Holy Ghost, it might not happen the first minute. It might not happen the first five minutes. It might not happen the first 15 minutes. You just keep praying in the Holy Ghost. You just keep praying in the Holy Ghost. You just keep praying in the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost will take that supernatural language and He'll change it into that country's language, wherever you're at, and he will make it for his glory. So I just want to encourage you on every one of these gifts of the Spirit. It doesn't matter which one it is, any mixture of it, you can operate in every one of them. You go after it. Who desires? You can desire whatever gifting. You can desire and go after it oh God, oh God, oh God, I want to move in this. I want to move in this. I want to move in this. Well, it might not happen the first minute. It might not happen the first five minutes. It might not happen the first day. But you just keep seeking and seeking and seeking. And he says, when you seek me with all your heart, then you will find me and I'll answer your prayer. And so I just want to, I just want to, continue to encourage you to drink in of the Spirit. Drink in of the new wine of the Spirit. Drink in, drink in, drink in, drink in, drink in, drink in, drink in. It does not come from Bible schools. It does not come from education. It does not come from seminaries. It does not come from your A cultural background it does not come from your intelligence it does not come from your iq it comes from being humble before the presence of god and seeking him and allow him to do that with within you that you desire because it's him that works in you to both do and desire for his good pleasure so just keep drinking of the spirit just keep drinking of the spirit There's testimony after testimony after testimony, more than what I gave you, of God taking these languages and supernaturally interpreting them for the people that they were there. Now, where the early Pentecostals in the 1900s erred Is that when they heard somebody get baptized in the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in Chinese, they said, okay, God's calling you to China. And so they would send them to China. That's not what's going on. Just because you speak in Chinese and somebody identifies it to be Chinese here, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to go over to China. A lot of those people failed when they got over there. They failed because they they felt that whatever language they were identified with speaking here in the United States, that they were supposed to go to that nation as a missionary. That's not what God is doing. You go where the God tells you and let God change the the, the, uh, translation of however he wants to do it. So I just want to put that little precaution in there because a lot of people have come to failure by misunderstanding the gift of tongues. Just because you speak in Chinese here in the United States doesn't mean that you're going to speak in Chinese when you get to China. God has you doing that here for a purpose here. But you get the vision from God and you hear the voice of the Holy Ghost telling you to go someplace where he wants you to go, and then you go. bless the Lord, oh my soul, bless the Lord, oh my soul if anybody has questions i'll ask I'll try to answer questions if not I'll just put this back over to uh elvis and and he can fill in bless the Lord yeah, oh my um, soul
0: everyone can um click um um that, that already muted yourself, they can unmute themselves. It's, you got to click star six and you can unmute yourself.
1: Hallelujah. Star I scared six. everybody away.
0: <laughs> Maybe they don't know how to do it. Star six. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise, praise God. Early that was awesome.
1: Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, you know, there there's so many gifts out there, and we don't want to just get caught up into a few gifts. There's a whole bunch of them out there. And there might be more than that. This is just what I found in Scripture alone. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pray, praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe everybody drank so much they they'd uh, uh, already passed out. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Um,
1: so, so many people don't even understand that. But that we're coming into a time where we better start drinking heavily.
0: <laughs> we got to be that heavy drinkers.
1: Thank you. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, I, um, before we close, I want to pray, um, but um, all this is uploaded on anchor.fm FM started conference. Um, the, all the conference calls are on there since I've been doing this conference, um, this um, SIM office conference since um, 2013. So they're all there. And so you can go back, there's like a you know, um, there's a wealth of information there, and so we're we're phasing this out for the 72 Nations Conference Call podcast. And right now, our next conference call for that will be um, on June 19th, Saturday at 9 a.m. But um, I'm going to say this is, you know, we're catering to the nations, okay? And so, so if, if I get a certain number of people from some nation. I may change the time to meet their time zone. And right now we're catering to India because um, 9 a.m. Saturday is 8.30 p.m. Saturday, their time. Hallelujah. Um, praise the Lord. Um, um, but but um, we're going by the lead of the Lord. And that it's a different format. It's more a um, set of um, different speakers. It'll be me uh, and Errol ministering. And um, Marty has joined on there he he prays and and so and and um so um others that that have been part of this conference call will can minister to amen hallelujah you know tell tell a story whatever hallelujah and and um and we're we're there for the people hallelujah because um as we are suffering here we're coming out of this this false pandemic and that well people are um you know they they have less rights over there and so so that's why um one reason um we're doing this amen hallelujah um mm. in addition um I um we have a pocket I I um all of arrows um um uh, messages that he has done I have made a, a podcast just for him and this is just a messages from from this from this conference and another um conference call and and that's um that's hold on. It's um anchor dot fm Errol Anderson and you can go there and and listen to that and hallelujah and um praise the Lord, hallelujah. Amen. Elvis Elvis yes? Spell his name spell his name for those who don't know how to spell it, please. Okay, it's um it's E R R, Y L, and then um hold on. Then, hold on, (laughs) Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. Hallelujah.
1: Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Um, (laughs) I want to share a testimony before we close. Uh, Well, I'm going to pray first. I'm going to pray after I share this testimony. Well, I know that some of you know that I do... um, um I call them SeedCast videos that I put on on YouTube and um and there's people that that um watch them all over the world and um and so um you know what um I do hours of of messages okay because um the rest of the year I'm busy doing other stuff so I'm just doing that getting them up there And these are things that the Lord put on my heart last year. Because because, um, when I'm I'm in prayer, when I'm fasting, when I'm seeing God, the Lord speaks to me about stuff. Well, I'm here. I'm at at Mount Vernon's Garden. And um, I'm talking about um, the perfect will of God. All of a sudden, some young man comes out. You know, he comes there. I never saw him before. He he, he has his Bible and he's going through some trouble in his life or whatever and he's just praying seeing God and he felt that like he should go over to this place and and pray there. And um I never saw him there. I've been going there like every week and I go to two different parks 'cause I like the I like the atmosphere, okay? I like the um the scenery and um Hallelujah. Um I go to I go to that place, and then I go to another park afterwards. And um but anyways he comes by while I'm preaching and it's me because I'm talking about the perfect will of God. And I was telling that how we should build we need to build our lives around the church. And and um and then this guy come he comes, his name's Marvin. Hallelujah. He's from Los <laughs> Angeles and he comes up there and, and um you know he's listening to me as I preach and all that and um he keeps you know he keeps on going but he's behind and he's sitting there listening to me somewhere and then and then i i, I get done and i go back to my car I, I do i i have different shirts that that i wear um to to promote what i'm doing i just is a form of advertisement Instead of wearing any shirt, I wear a shirt that has like some type of advertisement of what I'm, you know, certain meshes. and and um, and then I go back to to do another one, and then and then he comes back and he's he's there then listening, and then afterwards I, I walk up to him and, and I just start I I start, how you, how you doing and, and um, and we start talking and and um, he starts telling oh I'm I'm going through a situation and. And um, I'm just really seeking God. And um, you, you know, one thing is, I prayed last week. I prayed for God to give us a company or a multitude of people of peace. In Matthew um, 10, and also I think um, I think Luke 10, it talks about um, find uh, the person of peace. And you know, those are people that are seeking God. They're seeking God. And and um and so you have to find the peace the person of peace. So I'm praying for God to give me a multitude of people of peace to run into. Multitude of people of peace. And so so I, I go up and he starts talking and all that and then I just I start prophesying to him. I jump into and start prophesying. I don't think he had never had anyone prophesy to him before. And and then and then I prayed for him and it just like he was just like, um, like, like he he acted like he won the lottery, and um, hallelujah! And, and I told him that um, we are um, planning a church in Omaha, and and it's called. And I told him the name of our church, and and um, we meet at four p.m. on on Sunday, and so can I have your contact information? And and um, so he gave me his contact information, and praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen. So God will lead people, my friends. Um, We obey in the obedience of Christ. We obey in the obedience. We don't obey outside the obedience. We obey in the obedience of Christ. And so, we when we're doing what God puts on our heart, He is going to put us. He is going to. He somehow, He's going to rearrange situations and bring us into what we are um to do, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. There there's people that went fishing in Indonesia and, and fish came up and said Praise the Lord and all that, you know. <laughs> you know? So God can move. There's there there's um um there's rocks that, that really talked. <laughs> there's there's, some, right. there's there's some weird testimonies of, of rocks saying, Praise the Lord there's there's this um, there's this there was this monk um, I think he's like a missionary and he, and he had to get across this this lake or whatever this is in Europe um, <laughs> and he builds a, a a boat out of rocks and he sails across doesn't sink you you, you know mm-hmm. rocks do not float you know so so God 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 begins to move and so. So it, it it has nothing to do, nothing to do with your effort, okay? It has all to do with the Holy Spirit, Hallelujah! With the Amen. Holy Spirit, Hallelujah! See, um, you ever been to a a restaurant that they had that um the kids um you know they have arcade and they have that thing that where you can get Get, um, this hand drops down to get a stuffed animal, and it's nearly impossible to get a stuffed animal. So you put twenty-five cents in there. Get it? Get it. You can't get it. You can't get it. And, and you just want to like, you want to try to figure out. You can stick your hand hand on it. Well, you know, some things is is we're, we're we are in a battlefield. Okay, we're in a battlefield for souls. And it takes the Holy Spirit. It takes the Holy Spirit. It takes the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It takes the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. No one would go and, and... um. If you went out hunting, if you went out hunting, okay, if you went out hunting, you will not run out hunting with a blindfold on your eyes, right? Well... That is how, like, going out to win people to Jesus Christ. That's how it's like with a blindfold on your eyes. Because it's really total dependence, total dependence upon the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says, he who wins souls is wise. Hallelujah. So so basically, basically they're just saying, hey, hey um, you just got to really humble yourself and give yourself over to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so praise God. So it, it was just it was um it was just interesting. Hallelujah. It was just interesting, Hallelujah that 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 um that one one week I was praying and, he, and he, you know for for people of a peace, hallelujah. And this young man that's seeking God comes here, comes there. Hallelujah comes there and and, yeah. and um and he wants the Lord. He wants the Lord. Well, he goes to a um I don't know what kind I don't know what kind of church he, he goes to but 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 obviously he's really hungry for the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But well, that's what we want. That's what we want. Hallelujah. That's what we want. So God hears prayers so you can so um you know one time Arrow told me that um God told me to go over to a park and and play his guitar, and and um, and you know, basically, no no one um, um, no one came there and all that. But he told and 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 so, what if the Lord was just training him to do that? So next time when God says, "Hey, Errol, I want you to go to Minneapolis, go downtown, and play your guitar and all that on the on the corner," and so so next time he'll say, because right now, a couple weeks ago, a couple months when he did that that you posted, I'm not going to Minneapolis. I'm not. <laughs> who wants to go to Minneapolis, you know? <laughs> you know,
1: they
0: they have no police. And and but 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 because the Lord told him to go over to that park and there was no one there and he just played his guitar and, and, and nothing happened and all that God's just setting him up. God is setting him up. So next time God says, Hey Errol. I want you to go over there now and, and play your guitar on this corner, and see that's what God's gonna do. That's what God's gonna do. But we gotta be sensitive, and we got, yeah. and we can't. We, we gotta yeah. detach our intelligence. Okay, we can't just like try to think. Oh, is this smart or not? Because God doesn't. Need, he doesn't not even. He doesn't. He doesn't need your strength. He doesn't need nothing from you. He just needs. Well, he just needs you to be a vessel. Just be willing. Just just go over there. Just go over there. You know, so, but, um, and so that's where we're in. That's what, and the Lord's just speaking that. That's where we're in now. So we got to be ready. So if God says, Marty, I need you to um, get in your vehicle, go downtown in, in the Lincoln, go to this corner and, and um, hallelujah and, and pass out tracks. And then all of a sudden, some guy walks down that's a builder, he gets saved and all that and presto. You never know. You never know. And so so God is setting us up. God is setting us up for miracles, for signs and wonders. So everything that He's been training us for, everything that He's been training us for is for the nations. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm gonna let's let's close in prayer, man. Hallelujah. Amen, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord Father, Lord of uh, the, uh, we pray, Lord, for everyone that that listens to these podcasts, oh God, and everyone that is, who is called in, oh God, and Lord, we pray, Lord, everyone that's influenced by this ministry, oh God, and and, and the church all over the world, God, Lord, I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. For a spirit of awakening to come upon them, a spirit of prayer to come upon them, a spirit of revival to come upon them, in the name of Jesus Christ, and the spirit of signs and wonders, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. For we have come into a new day, and you said that this is harvest, harvest now. And I believe every word that God has, has spoken to me, and I believe that every word he's spoken to me, that I heard from God, and I heard correct. We don't understand what what is going on, but we will not pray or speak unbelief. But we will we will speak from faith. We will go from faith to faith. Hallelujah. We will speak from faith to faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We will not question God in His wisdom. Hallelujah. But we will pray in faith, and our faith will take us to the from faith to faith. Hallelujah. Because Lord, You are the God who does miracles. You are the God who does miracles. Hallelujah. You are the God who does miracles. And we are believing for miracles. Hallelujah. Amen. And and, and, and a conversion of, of people coming to know Jesus Christ, that's, that's a miracle. Hallelujah. And we are praying for multitudes, multitudes, floods of miracles, of salvation, total conversion, that people that will never backslide in Jesus' name. And Father God, we just pray, Lord, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that this is a time of God. This is a time. This is a time in the name of Jesus Christ, of God. This is a time. And Father Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that you will realign us to your leading, for your direction, so that we can be a part of the harvest. Because we don't want to be sitting on the pew no more. We want to be... Uh, In the front lines. We want to be in the front line. We want to be in the front line. Lord, I remember one time, a long time ago, I was on the Greyhound bus and there was this young man sitting next to me and he just came from a boot camp and he was in the U.S. Army and I was talking to him and he said, I want to be on the front line. And I asked, you know, because I was asking him, what do you train in the army? He says, I'm going to be the guy that's on the front line, the, 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 the person who shoots at first, the person I most likely will die and all that. And then he said that. And I said, Father God, Lord, we want to be on the front line. And we know you're going to protect us, hallelujah. We want to be on the front line in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you've been training us all these years. You've been training us all these years. Well, oh, God. Lord, even the experiences that we've been through, it's just training for this time. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, because we want to be on the front line. We want to be on the front line. We want to be on the front line. In the name of Jesus, because we don't want to be in the back. We don't want to be on the pew. Hallelujah. We don't want to read the stories in the paper. We want to be there. Hallelujah. We don't want to hear the stories on, on, on Sunday morning at church. Some guy says, hey, yeah, I did this. No, we... We want to be there. We want to do it. 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 We want to do it it in Jesus' name. And that's what we ask of you, Lord God Almighty. That is our heart's desire in the name of Jesus Christ. You have given us this desire. We pray for activation in the name of Jesus Christ. The sending anointing. The sending anointing of God. In Jesus' name. God, as, as the Father, send Jesus. And as the Father and Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, and as the Holy Spirit sent, sent Paul and Barnabas, so oh God, send us, send us, send us, O Lord God. Send us to the north, south, east, west, to the end of the earth, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, send us into communion in the neighborhoods. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. The blood of Jesus Christ. And let us move in signs and wonders and mighty deeds, the gifts of the Spirit of oh God. In the name's raising the dead, deliverance. Oh God, the 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 intoxication of the Holy, the, the 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 intensity of God's presence, the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud. In the name of Jesus Christ, for now is the time. And Lord God, also I pray, bring the nations to us, bring the nations from the north, south, east, and west, bring the nations of oh God, raise up, a, bring forth a multitude, a great exceedingly multitude that we cannot number a people of peace that are seeking God, that will hear the word that we speak and that will obey, oh God, and that will follow Christ. Lord, that this is a time uh, like Charles Finney, that we will convert multitudes and they will never backslide. Hallelujah. And then we, at Charles 15, there's certain um, cities, certain neighborhoods he went in, certain places he went in there, where there was bars, and there has never been a bar open since then. And God, we're going to shut down the wickedness. We're going to shut wickednesses down in cities, and it's never going to open up. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray, Father. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, the blood of Jesus Christ. And I pray for multitudes of breakthroughs. And multitudes of healings of God. For everyone who is listening to this message, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And and if you are listening to this message, if you don't know Jesus, call upon Jesus. Jesus, I believe you are Lord. I believe you are the Son of God. Save me now. Let me be born again. Anoint me to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. To God be all the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You. Yes and amen. 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 I'm gonna close the um end the conference, so okay. God bless everyone. Amen.
1: Amen. Lord bless. Good amen. Night. God bless you all. Good night.